Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to part three of our interview with Anja van Kralinger, who founded the Center for Applied Jungian Studies. I think one way to easily recognize whether you're in a masculine or feminine space, the masculine's mechanical, its structure. Mm -hmm. And those are the easy things to define. It's much harder to actually sit and figure out what goes on with the feminine because it's chaotic and it's often destructive, you know, depending on how much of our shadow we've integrated. Yes. Um, but yeah, how do you speak to somebody in a soul language? You know, how do you have a feeling and then I sit and speak to you and you feel what I feel? unless they come out of my mouth and they then they're already so defined. Mm. Two things I want to say. The one is with men. The, especially in South Africa, I see it a lot. With People are confused about their gender roles. They used to be the bosses. <laughs> you know, women used to be, because of gender roles, have had the subservient roles. Now men have to stand back. Mm. And especially so, we've also got racists and other issues. You know, that's created a lot of change in the business world. Mm. Um, but men are confused about their roles. Mm. So they have had to start their feminine journey. Mm. They've had, but crisis uh, yes, in society. Into it, yeah. yes. so, so they are looking for me, and half my clients are men, mm. and half are women, although I put out that I work with women, mm. because it's, you, it's the easy way to approach it. Mm. So that was the one thing I wanted to say. So I find it fascinating that there's so many men today. They're not just going for facials and those kind of things and realize that those things are important, but it's the inner stuff. It's the they inner want stuff. to know. In the past, yeah. they were just reading the newspapers yes. and doing the sport thing. Mm. Men are asking more deeper questions. Yes, And they, they want to know. And that, that I think that the onslaught of masculine of movements for men that we see now um, there are a lot of movements just for men it's wonderful and, to see yeah so that supports that concept that men want to feel they there's, want to feel and there's so there's such role confusion and there's a lot of role confusion and women want to dominate it's very interesting yes. it's so, almost like we've been suppressed for so long now we want to have our say but what we see is uh, i mean there's a monarchy developing instead of women actually owning the feminine they're just taking over the masculine role it's exactly society. what's happening and and for me but but i also the other thing i wanted to say is and i i've been quite explicit about it in my book or at least that was the intention um, I wanted men to stand up and have a voice. I wanted the masculine to actually say something which equal that space because women have become so outspoken. Mm. But women are, by our anatomy and by our accepted cultural roles, are able to be more sensitive and more nurturing. And it's easier for us to go into the feminine space. And if you don't choose to do it, you get babies. <laughs> You're not going to be able to relate to a baby unless you really go into yourself be you and connect with that child on a deep, 
deep level. Otherwise, the child will not respond, and we're just doing the mechanical thing. You know, the RP and the whoever takes care of our kids are doing that aspect, which we should be doing as mothers. But when we do that, when we go through that process, I know for me that was a big thing, and it took me years later to just look back and see, wow, that's when I changed. Mm -hmm. That's when I really truly started connecting with my feminine because I had the successful career but I couldn't relate to my children. Mm -hmm. and, um, and for me that's where, where women are by nature more equipped to um, embrace the feminine first. But then it takes us into the relationship space and you mm -hmm. go like, come on, you've got to come on this journey with me. Not because we ask them, because of the crisis that appears. Yeah. And some people will break up because they can't do it. They don't know what's going on. They can't express. And at the same token, only after they leave, does, does the, the male go into this feminine journey because what is going on with them? That's where I get a lot of the males engaging. You know, they're like, what is going on with these women? Yes. And when I started speaking and becoming so outspoken about the, 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 the real stuff what goes on for women and why they leave from all over the world it was men connecting with me not women and I found that fascinating so yeah the feminine journey it's, uh, but, but to come back to the movie when you don't understand that is such a fantastic place to start mm. because it asks very real questions in very relatable ways mm. to me it was so beautiful it's so authentic. Yes, and I think um, the question she asks at the end is when there is no fear, what would you do? Um, is a really powerful question because the fear is, is, is what we project onto the world in terms of what do people expect from us. Yes. And when they if you think about that, being able to liberate yourself from what others want you to do and from what others want you to, to spend your time and energy on, what would you actually do with yourself? How would you actually express yourself? Yes. And that's a big question. And she does raise that question. And I think that that question had a, a profound impact on a lot of people who went to watch the oh. movie. Yes, because it does take us out of our daily life. It takes us inwards when you watch that mm. movie. It does take you inwards and it does make you question about how balanced are you? How in touch with yourself are you? And um, from that perspective, the movie was, was really insightful. Yes, oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had lots of tears watching that movie. It was like, oh my word, this woman is actually saying out loud stuff that I don't know how to get out. Yeah. You know, so many people come and they want to know, so how do I connect with myself? Where do I start? And that's such a wonderful way. Yeah. Because it's almost like a script and you're going through the script with her and she draws you in and mm -hmm. it's wonderful to watch. Yes, absolutely. Where can people get it? Uh, they can contact me for a copy. We probably will screen the movie again, but I'm not I hope sure so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, Anya, <coughs> you've had your own journey. I mean, you don't just do what you do because this is the career that you've chosen. It's, 
you were chosen for this. Yes. And your own process selected you to do exactly this. I mean, you could do psychoanalysis one-to-one -one like other people do, but you didn't choose to do that. You chose to have a center and to bring tools to people that is not in an academic format. Uh, well, uh, as you mentioned right in the beginning of the interview, um, Stephen and uh, myself started going to these classes run by um, a chap and he lived in Hilbra at the time and we would go to these classes and listen to him and what he would do is he would take the volumes, the Jungian volumes and he would read out of them certain sections and then he would put the volume down and he would explain to you with very dramatic hand movements and examples what this actually meant. And like a church sermon like a church sermon and he was very autocratic and we were not allowed to ask any questions because you would get it in the neck if you asked anything <laughs> and, and uh, it was very interesting because at the time Stephen was working at night so he couldn't go with me it was once once a week and um, I would tape it was those days there were still tape recorders and I would tape the lecture and Stephen would listen to it at home and um, we had a, a very good friend that was also going to these classes and she would come over two or three days after the class and we would sit and drink wine and discuss what Martin was talking Peacefully about. Peacefully when you're not going to get a flashback. <laughs> Peacefully. And that was the transformation. That was the transformation. Because of the meaning that you could make or the relatability? The relatability. Like, what do you think about just talking about the concepts? and how it expressed itself in our lives, what it meant for us, um, what we thought about it. That conversation of integrating the concepts into our psychology was what was the transformation. What were you actually doing at the time? Were you, were you, did you have a career? Or? I was still working in the banking industry. Okay. The, the transformation was so profound for me um, that uh, and for Stephen, that we decided that this work is, it's got to be brought into the world. It was a sin to have it so select few people actually having access to it. And also because of the way that we worked with it, the, the, the actual discussions and uh, sharing and all of that, we realized that the group aspect and the, the talking and all of that was the transformation. So we decided to, to, to bring it into the real world, into normal people. And um, I really believe in the Jungian system. I think it's a fantastic system and it teaches you a language with which you can understand what is going on within yourself and also what is going on, on outside of yourself. And that was a question that lived with me for a long, long time. Like, what is actually going on here? <laughs> you know, it, it was a very interesting question for me from when I was very young because um, I always felt that there was a, a dimension to life that I wasn't able to see. And I feel that the Jungian work really brought me in touch with that dimension. I, I see now. I can see. So I feel very blessed and I really want to, to enable others to also see clearly. So I want to say something to the listeners right now. I'm looking at Anya and she has got big bold tears in her eyes. She is so passionate about this. 
Why are you so passionate about it, Anya? Why did you feel called to do this? What does it give to you now that, I mean, you've gone through the steps, you've made the decision, you've, you've been through the discovery process for yourself, doing mm. your own work, and I'm sure it's still happening to a degree, of but course, you've, yeah. you've got so much energy that's released for you, and you've done all the formal studies, you've been through all those it structures, is. and you've now created this. So mm. on a daily basis, how does this sustain you energetically? What does it bring back for you that you can actually now create in the world which you absolutely believe? I suppose it comes down to purpose. It is meaningful work and it, it is work that gives my life purpose. So uh, I think it's very important work for me. For me, it is part of my individuation journey and I feel it is very empowering to empower others. It really is, and I, uh, I feel very blessed that that this Jungian path has has opened up for me, and that I'm able to share it with others, and that I was granted the talents and the gifts to be able to teach this, because not everyone is a teacher, and not everyone can lecture, and not everyone can listen, and yeah, these are all skills and talents that I were given, and I have developed. So um, to be able to do this work, so. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen um, these black taxi drivers with the, and they've got a sticker on the back of the, the, the uh, vehicle that says my business is my parent. Oh no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> Have you never seen it? No. And um, I saw that once and I thought, oh okay, I get it. Because the path you choose to walk is your parent. It teaches you as much of yourself as, as you can teach others. Yeah. So. It's this path that I've chosen to walk is my teacher. So your individuation process, your internal work, the fact that you are still developing and going through the reflection processes as you are doing the work. Absolutely. The external, we other people are benefiting from it. You know, I mean, I'm sure that this is not a massive money-making business no. because this is, you know, not because it's serious work, but because when we give back, this is a lot of us is giving back. This is you giving back and bringing meaning to your life, mm. and it is still for a lot of people fairly new. Yes, they're only just being exposed to it. Yes, not everybody understands Jungian language. It's not everyday language that we use. Yes, so this is part of your journey, bringing it into this level. So you're being a pioneer in your field. So you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it for what it gives you back. It is an process, yeah, but the balance now between the masculine and the inward, yes. the anima and the animus, actually, because you're living it, this is your individuation, like this you say. is my individuation process, and every time that I work with a group or uh, I um, help someone with their dreams or whatever, it it teaches me so much about myself, you know, because you are reflected in the other always. And this is something that you learn to understand when you're on the Jungian journey, yes. the importance of the other yes. and how that aids your individuation yes. and, and your I path have, towards wholeness. I have a friend, he said to me one day, you know, not everything means something. And I said to him, it does if you can see it. Okay. And but I think in, it's, it's essentially that is what you're talking about in your book is the, the conscious relatedness. And uh, it's a conscious relatedness to yourself, the path you're walking, and to the world and the other. It, and that is a very different 
way of living your life than than just a one-sided, um, you know, uh, type of expression where you go to work, you come home, you talk to your children, you make food. There's a whole level of meaning and and expression and understanding and depth to life if you allow yourself to see it. Would it be fair to say you are living with purpose? Consciously, every minute. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too much? Uh, yes, I would say I am. Awesome. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing today. This was a really insoling process for me. Um, and to look at you eye to eye, eyeball, eyeball to eyeball, and actually go through this journey with you. It feels like I've gone through this journey with you while we were talking, and I want to thank you. If people want to get hold of you on Twitter, what is your handle? It's at Applied Jung. At Applied Jung? Yes. Um, we also have a, webs a website called www.appliedjung.com. And we have a Facebook page, it's also Applied Jung. And you guys have online workshops and you've got physical workshops. We've got online workshops, we've got uh, an online program that um, teaches the Jungian way on a monthly basis and each month we approach a different topic, like this month we're doing dream work. And what that entails is we explain how to do dream work, we give further reading, we do um, uh, supply lots of resources, YouTube videos, articles, books that people can read. Um, we uh, have lots of written information and we have a Facebook, Facebook private group that supports that. So we take people through a process of teaching them the Jungian lexicon um, to empower them. After all this time, you're doing exactly what you started in your own way. Yes, because that is what was so transformational for me. As I said, I really, really believe in the Jungian work. I think it's incredibly transformational and incredibly powerful. And what's nice about it is that we, we empower our students. We really, we teach them a language and a way of moving through the world consciously. And that is incredibly powerful. But there's a price to pay to consciousness as well. Oh yes, we can you never know. be unaware again. We can never be unaware again. And it really is, um, if you look at that, the, the movie The Matrix, and Morpheus has the blue pill and the red pill, it really is that That's sort of that decision. decision when you make it. It's that decision. Yes. If you take the red pill and you choose to wake up, you cannot go back. No. So it needs to be a conscious choice to go down this path. It's not for everyone. Yes. It's not for everyone. Thank you so much, Anya. This okay. was awesome to talk to you. I'm just going to end with one thing. There's a, something that I read or heard, I cannot remember which, years ago about enlightenment and it really changed my perspective and my outlook on life and that is that when we're enlightened, we are everything everyone and we are everything and if you understand that shadow work is not such a scary thing at all you're just getting to know yourself a bit better and getting to know yourself is the core of all the base religions in the world and on that note if you want to know more about the work we do or listen to more chat shows you can go to www.adel.com hyphengreen.com and there's lots of other resources there as well or get in touch with me about the chat shows. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to
is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This road I've been given But I wish someone had talked to me Like I want to talk to you It's choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror 